welcome. This is the Matterhorn. I'm your host, Dr. Kathleen Waller. Here we discover the truth in fiction by understanding how to layer stories with ideas, culture, places, and texts. Join us on Substack for links, extra media, and transcripts. There you can also join the conversation and read my serialized novel, A Hong Kong Story. Hi everyone, it's Kate here and this is Let's Do This, which breaks down this week's topic on the podcast into a five-minute digestible three-point plan or a set of questions for you to use in your own creative endeavors. I talk about ways to layer fiction, and these can be novels and short stories or other kinds of writing, songs, visual art, film, whatever you consider a fiction in some way. So today's second episode of Let's Do This is about framing in fiction, and that's our that's our topic this week. Um, so if you if you think about uh, the fiction that you're currently working on or today you want to work on or go back to, um, how do you want your reader or listener or viewer to feel when they first enter your work? How can you use a frame to help them get into that mindset? So just consider, you know, the way the the words of the title and perhaps the parts or the chapters might make them feel, but also if you include some kind of um, quote or, you know, in my case, I used part of a poem. Um, a lot of authors do this or they they even make their dedication sort of talking to the story that they're telling. There's all sorts of ways to change the way that if we just look at novels for a moment, the way the reader is going to enter the story as they begin. And they might feel um, kind of on edge. They might feel um, relaxed. They might feel um, even a little bit confused or, you know, what clues do you want to give them there? The second question I have today is how many levels of frame have you chosen for your work? Are there parts and chapters or sections beyond the title? Do they have names or simply numbers? Are there other forms of entry in the text? So I tend to work with these levels of framing after I've done a lot of the kind of sketching of ideas and places and characters, um, giving me like a little bit more of a sense myself what the shape of the book is going to to look like and then I go back and think about how the chapters can take shape. Um, The most recent book that I'm working on or that I just finished a manuscript for is a is a thriller and psychological thriller so this was a new genre for me and it was really useful with this genre to look at information that's out there about kind of the typical word count and chapters and um, framing devices that are used in this genre, not to necessarily just stick on a word count and and stick to that for, for each of those chapters, but to help me think about how I respond to it. So Um, It did mean that my chapters became shorter. Um, It meant that I had to think more carefully about the the arc um, and particular moments of conflict and kind of where those would go. And I found it a really fun activity to kind of be a little bit more constrained or I constrained myself by um, by the structure in that way. But you know, you can choose some books have different parts and and some don't. Some are just in two parts without chapters. 
Um, There's so many examples of ways to do this. And so um, maybe you don't even know for sure right now, but you can just think about the different ideas that you have. And then finally, um, what is your first line? As you look at it separately, does it say exactly what you want it to say? What themes are perhaps perhaps echoed there? Or how does it play into mood or characterization? Can you play with the ambiguity or specificity of the line? And it doesn't just have to be the first line of a book, for example. It can be the first line of a shorter work. It can also be the first line of a chapter or a part. Um... You know, and you can think of maybe my first question today about as you enter that part or that chapter, how do you want um, your reader to feel? Because some writers play with kind of changing the mood and the tone even um, from chapter to chapter or part to part, especially if it's from a different character's perspective. Um, But that first line, you know, there's a lot of discourse about first lines. They can just be really fun to, you know, think of them as the entry into different um, texts, you know, and we looked at um, Call Me Ishmael from Moby Dick, we looked at um, A Tale of Two Cities, and that's a famous long first line, best of time, worst of times, you know, that's the part that everyone remembers, but it's quite a lengthy um, sentence, actually. And, um, you know, how, what does your line do? Is it purposefully ambiguous? Is it very specific? Um, I'd love to hear in the comments also, you know, maybe exactly what your first line is or how you think about first lines. As always, you're invited to share in the comments on the Substack post any work you do or have done related to this week's topic for our community to check out. To join us, just click on the link in the episode page. You'll also receive my serialized fiction, A Hong Kong Story. Have a great day and thanks so much for joining me here.